This is Brian Collins. I'm a uh, former Walt Disney Imagineer, and you're listening to the most wonderful podcast to hit the airwaves, Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's our problem free philosophy. Hey everybody, thanks for bringing us into your home, car, or wherever you may be. This is Nick, and I'm joined by Stephanie, and this is episode 437. Today we're going to be bringing you the latest news, rumors, and some history too. But before we begin, we encourage you to check out our friends. They're your friends too. You can become a Disney expert. Sign up for more deals, tips, info on all things Disney. Go ahead and check them out. Our friends, WaltExpress.com. I have their site pulled up right now. I'm checking out their blogs. I see one just released. Disney World releases dates for 2019 Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, written by Van Bean. This is breaking, by the way, just released in the last couple days, so go ahead and check them out. WaltExpress.com. Oh, one more before we uh, transition. Dates released for 2019 Epcot's Food and Wine Festival as well. Also written by Vanda Bean. Now, I heard this is supposed to be, Stephanie and listeners, the longest festival ever that Disney has put on. Wow. It's going to run, I, I forget, I don't know, 80 or 90 days, something like that, which is going to be it's crazy. So check them out. Our friends are your friends too over at WaltExpress. So how you doing, Steph? Doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. How's your week been so far? It's already been busy. It's, it's going? Oh, yeah. Going. Hump day. We're almost there. Hump day. Yeah. So, you know, searching the internet and searching for the latest and greatest uh, news articles and some rumors and stuff like that, I came across um, a service fee that Disney's going to be charging everybody here. I That is my first news as well. Yes. So... You talked about this when you first planned your trip that you could have stuff delivered to your room. Mm-hmm. And I never did. I was going to ask you, have you ever done this before? Used Instacart or Amazon Prime? No, I have not. I have. I haven't okay. had. I haven't used Instacart. Um, I've had things dropped off um, okay. by friends staying at other resorts, but yeah. nothing like. I'm going to order something off Amazon and have them deliver like a case of water or something like that. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a thrifty way to do things, and it also saves you time. But not um, any money anymore. No, not anymore. Now there's going to be that $6 fee tacked on that Disney's saying 
Well, we need it too. So initially, a year ago, it was free. Mm-hmm. And then Disney came out and said, you know, we're going to start charging $5 per package for mailing through this postal service. Right. So when we receive it, no matter what's $5 fee. So now what they're saying is not only is it going to be a $5 fee, but we're also going to tack on a $6 fee to transport that item from the desk, or in this case, bellhop, to your room. Okay, so it is both fees still. Yeah. I wasn't sure if this it, they just upped it a little oh, bit. Oh, let me pull it up here real quick. Yeah, as far, as far as I know, I mean, I think at the bottom of this article, yep, it says, you know, also should be noted that this fee is separate from the $5 per package fee charged for packages that are delivered through the Postal Service. So that's, yeah, anything like Amazon Prime that you would have delivered that way. But a lot of people were also getting around it using Instacart. Now with Instacart, you could get it delivered directly to your hotel room. How convenient is that? Like the person walks up to your hotel room, knocks on your door. I don't know how they're gonna get around, like how they're going to charge that $6 fee. How are they gonna know when somebody's knocking on my door to bring me groceries? But they did say that that's going to be a fee they will add on. What about like Uber Eats? Yeah, you know, I guess um, that would be a fee as well. Like at the All-Star Resorts, they have that McDonald's that's right there. Mm-hmm. And they advertise Uber Eats like crazy. And they even pass out like your first time's free, right? Second oh, one's nice. going to cost you. And so uh-huh. I almost used them last time. And so Uber Eats will deliver to your door. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what happens now. That's a good point. How do they know? That's just... How will they know? I mean, obviously, an Uber Eater or an Instacart driver pulls up. They know they're dropping something off. So that do, does the gate notify Bellhop, right? Oh, that's probably what would happen. Yeah, they check in. They say, who are you here for? You have to give them a room number. And then they just go ahead and tack that fee right on. Man, so that means even your Uber Eats is going to cost an, an extra ex- six bucks. Right. Plus the Uber fee. Now... Plus I did read though, you could, there is a way around it. Um, if you were to meet them outside. Oh, sure. Then, but, so, but then they still have to get in and tell them your room number. So, right. I'm now I'm, I'm so, lost again. I don't know how this works. I could see, so I could see that workaround working. Mm hmm. And I could also definitely see Disney coming up with a system where the gate guard is tracking it. Right. What person are you dropping this off to? Mm-hmm. So then it's maybe tallied in a system at the gate. This, this is just me speculating. Because Disney's going to want that extra six bucks. Right. And so, like they need it. Come on. Right. I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's changed. You know, start paying for parking. Mm-hmm. Charge $5 for a package. Now it's an extra $6. Now, here's here's a little side note, though. It says guests who have a package delivered to their guest room from Bell Services other than their luggage that arrives on Disney's Magical Express. See, I guess I do get that fee, the $5 fee. I don't so that's a $6 fee. So that will incur. So if you're arriving on the Magical Express, luggage is good to go. But right. if you have extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like that thing of water if I want to order from Amazon Prime some water because it's too heavy to take with me whenever I'm traveling then I just order Amazon Prime it arrives and I guess I do sort of understand that fee because they have to figure out where to store it how long to store it for when to deliver it to your room so there is a little bit of of work on Disney's part so I can understand giving them a little bit of money for doing that but if Instacart is already charging me to take my groceries up to my room, 
I don't know why Disney has to charge me as well, and I guess it's just because they're saying, you're staying here, we are expecting you to eat here. If you're not going to eat here, then right, we're going to get Disney your money somehow. doesn't have to let them in. You know, they could just say, mm -hmm. no, turn around. But here's the thing. The $6 thing is for people who are arriving on the Disney's Magical Express. What if you don't? So, so you say, who's going to deliver something, though, to your... Who's going to deliver something? Like, okay, so I'm arriving on the Magical Express, but I'm going to order... Amazon stuff on Amazon or Instacart. How is that any different from someone who's driving to the resort and still ordering something from Amazon or Instacart? Because the article I'm reading specifies it, it segregates between the guest that drives and the guest that is arriving via Magical Express. So read how it how it's worded in the article. Okay, so here's the article, and then I'll give you the statement from Disney. Okay. So here's the article. Guests who have a package delivered to their guest room for Bell Services other than their luggage that arrives on Disney's Magical Express will incur a $6 per package handling fee. This fee will apply to groceries, gift baskets, Instacart, or Amazon deliveries as well if Bell Services delivers them to your room. All right. Just thought of something. Remind to ask me, okay? Okay. This is what Disney put out on their site. Guests staying at Walt Disney World Resort hotels can receive mail throughout their stay. Occasionally, some guests choose to ship uh, items in advance on their vacation to save luggage space. If you intend to receive mail during your vacation, be sure the letter or package, and it gives you, like, it tells you how to address it, okay? After that, it goes on to say, please note that a $6 per package handling fee will be applied to all packages that are received through the front desk or are delivered to your Disney Resort hotel room. Okay, and so I, somehow they're tracking it. They are. So my next question, I just thought of this. This was a, I was this having is to the remind, one I yes. need to remind you about. Okay. So what if you order stuff through Disney, like the gift baskets, the cards, the chocolates, the whatever stuffed animal, how you doing, and you have it delivered to your room, is this $6 fee hidden somewhere now inside of uh, Another $6. in fine print? Does this fall under this policy? That's a good question. I bet you it does. You think? Why wouldn't they? I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. They didn't specify. They just said a package. It, and it says, that's a package. Right. But I just, I feel like this is just, just a way. baskets. I feel like this is just a way for them to get more money. <laughs> and so if you're ordering through Disney, that that should be waived. You know, I don't... Well, we don't know yet, I but I could have... You know what? We're speculating. I'm going... I'm going to get on the website, though, later on and start out. reading the fine print when it goes... You know, because we could order. You could order mm -hmm. stuff for me, have it shipped to my room through Disney's website, a gift basket, which would be awesome, by the way. I love uh, Ghirardelli's, you know, okay. caramel. Right. Yeah. I'm mm -hmm. taking notes over okay. here, Nick. Chocolate. There you go. Mm -hmm. I like chocolate, anyway. too. <laughs> anyway, so... Yeah. Interesting so, stuff. And this came through, this was effective April 1st. I mean, And I read that and I was like, is April this Fools? an April Fool's joke? Yeah. Come on, Disney. But no, it's not. No, it's they don't They don't surreal. fool. Now, typically they'll put out something funny. But I didn't see an April Fool's joke this year. Oh, I, I think The, the joke's on us, one. really. Right. That's the April Fool's joke. It's on you because you're going to be paying this and there's nothing you right. can do about it. That's what they're saying. Anyway, what oh, do you got boy. for us, man? Um, so the next thing I have up is some more details about the upcoming nighttime shows at Walt Disney World. Yeah, we got plenty of stuff coming this season. Lots of goodies. 
Yeah, at pretty much all of the parks. All the parks. Revamping everything, which, I mean, uh, my favorite was definitely Magic Kingdom. What's your favorite fireworks display? Oh, and nothing beats, for me, Happily Ever After. Yes. I mean, at the Magic Kingdom. You have Cinderella's Castle there, the map projecting, projection system, excuse me. Of course, they're doing that with everything now. Now, how long have they been doing that show? Oh, Happily Ever After? Yeah. Year and a half? Okay. That Maybe. one's, it's fantastic. I want it to stay. Um, but I guess they're just going to be revamping some other things, maybe kind of to gear it more that direction. We've got Hollywood Studios on May 1st. There's a new laser light and projection show called Wonderful World of Animation. And I want to see this one. I love animation and it just sounds, well, wonderful. <laughs> you it know? It does. And you love history. Right. And so it says that this show is supposed to be 12 minutes long, but it is supposed to feature a nod towards every single animated Disney and Pixar movie spanning from Snow White to Seven Dwarves to Ralph Breaks the Internet. So it's going to be full of different Disney characters. That's so, awesome. Yeah. And I, I see don't know that how they're going to fit that all in, but whew. they're going to project it on the Grom's Chinese Theater as well. Yeah. Which is right there when you walk in all the way down at the end of, was it Sunset Boulevard? I'm like, no, it's true. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. Remember, People I... are screaming at me right now. So anyway. Don't scream at me. I've only been to the, that park once. I wonder <laughs> if that facade's going to stay intact. Speaking of the Chinese theater, with Mickey's uh, Runaway Railroad going in there, I wonder if they're going to change the look on the outside of the building. Surely they're going to do something, but you haven't seen anything yet. And there's some rumor, actually, about that ride that we'll talk about later. Uh, we are, must have been reading the same articles. Uh, I'll let uh-oh. you give that rumor, but that's what I have, too. What else? So we have Wonderful World of Animation. Yeah. and I, What else we have going on? Um, let's see here. It's Oh, that is also to be noted that it's not going to be replacing the Disney movie magic or the Star Wars Aglact- Aglactic spectacular yeah that's um, just it's for just the be added on the 30th that's, anniversary celebration yeah which is on may 1st busy by night, the way. though like, yeah, i wish i was going oh when is it may 1st is the 30th 1st. anniversary of disney highway studios okay so it says depending on the park hours you could be seeing all three shows in one night that would be oh my gosh that's incredible. a lot of moving around it's a hustle and bustle man yeah but neat the show's 12 minutes long in length mm-hmm yeah, this is really cool. So at Animal Kingdom, beginning yeah. on Memorial Day weekend, there's going to be a new version of the Tree of Life Awakenings. That's going to pay tribute to the 25 years of Lion King. And that one's called Awakenings Lion King. There will be projection up. Sorry, it will project animated animals onto the Tree of Life and feature an original musical score inspired by the classic 1994 animated movie. So I saw a picture of testing of this. Mm-hmm. And someone released it out there on the web, and it looks super clear. I mean, it's not fuzzy at all. Did you watch the YouTube it, video? No, I didn't. Is there a YouTube clip? Uh, yeah. So, happily ever after, it's clear. Don't get. I mean, it's clear. Don't get me wrong, but some parts of it's kind of fuzzy for me, especially when it's um, um, when it's not. Uh, I guess your perspective orientation, depending upon where you're at, it seems fuzzy. Now, this shot was dead on. Okay. To the tree of life. So, but it looked really clear, almost clearer than happily ever after. Wow. I wonder if it has anything to do with like the size, the castle's huge and the tree's smaller, you know? Um, and then also Epcot. Um, 
they talked about how illuminations, reflections of Earth, is going to be coming to an end in late summer. How do you feel about that? Yeah, we all knew this was coming, uh, uh, coming, and uh, they're going to be replacing that show as well mm-hmm. with something grander. And I'm okay with that. I think out of all the nighttime shows, this was the weaker of them all, to be I, honest with you. Okay, I agree. And the article I was reading was saying how upset you know people are because it's such a great show that everybody's really loved. And I don't know, I it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't sure. My Everybody loves it now because it's going away. Oh. You know you know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever feel like that sometimes? Like people over, uh, what would you, glorify something that is gone. You know, like That's when true. an actor or a singer passes away. That, that suddenly their is records, everybody's favorite. Yeah, their record sales and sales of artwork go skyrocket. Yeah. You've you know? got a point there. So know. in Epcot, there will be a new Epcot Forever Nighttime Spectacular which will begin its limited time run immediately after Illumination ends. So I'm interested to see what that one is going to look like. There wasn't as much information on that one. Yeah, they got some, um, they got some really cool stuff coming up. Special on. effects. Oh, special effects um, enabled kits capable of airborne choreography, and it's something that has never been seen before in a nighttime show. So they've got illuminated kites that are going to be controlled via two man teams riding personal watercraft vehicles like jet skis Ooh, so people are going to be on jet skis pulling around kites that are going to be lit up so could you imagine they got tangled oh my goodness right i'm sure they put in hours and hours when the park's closed mm-hmm. of rehearsing i bet they do but that's going to be interesting to see as well yeah man that's that's pretty cool yeah you're talking about the big fountain pieces right um, I don't... There's going to be a lot of pyrotechnics or... Tech, what do you call it? Pyrotechniques, I guess? I there have no go. idea that... Or, we'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Sounds mm-hmm. cool. Um, a lot of fireworks still going on yeah. with this one. With big, huge floats. Uh, spewing out, Spewing out a whole bunch of fireworks and stuff like that. Anyway. Right. But, I'm excited to see all of them. Now I, now I need to book my next trip. Yeah, oh, I see here where it talks about the kites and the choreography with the... Two-person teams. Wow, that's nuts. Right. That's crazy. And some of the, like, pictures of what they project to look like, it will look really neat. So you're going to have to be on target. Like, you're, these individuals on these jet skis are going to have to be on point. It's not like it's going to be a computer system with a program that ensures it's spot on. Like right. You're gonna, that's, you could mess up the whole show. That's <laughs> get a catch a kite on fire. Right. <laughs> anyway. Or that. All right, so let's talk about Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party. 2019 dates just announced two days ago. Tickets are now on sale. This party's pretty cool. I, I'll i be honest, everyone. I prefer Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, hands down, over Mickey's Very Merry Christmas. And tell the, me a little more about why. The, I've always said the spirit, the feel of the night. Okay. It seems like at the Magic Kingdom... Uh, very or not very merry christmas excuse me mickey's not so scary halloween has an energy like no other you just feel it right and the the cast members in my opinion seem to get more into the spirit of things interact a little bit more now they both have their treats they both have you know the different stanchions you can go to and grab some things and of course the stanchions i'm talking about over at uh, Mickey's Not So Scare Halloween, it's going to be like your, 
your treats and your candy and stuff like that. With Very Merry Christmas, you have your areas where you can get like hot cider and hot cocoa and cookies and there's caroling going on and stuff like that. But there are more, I think there's more entertainment with um, Not So Scary Halloween than Very Merry Christmas. But if you haven't done a Very Merry Christmas and you're into the Christmas holiday spirit. I mean, I am too. Don't get me wrong. Okay. I love when it comes when Christmas Just in comes. In general, along. are you more of a Halloween guy or a Christmas guy? If you had to pick a favorite holiday, which one's your favorite? Uh, uh, Christmas personally. Disney side. Yeah, Cri- Christmas, yeah, Christmas okay. personally. Hall- so I'm, I'm definitely a, a Christmas person as well. So I was yeah. just curious if you were actually a Halloween person, and that's why this was, right you favored this one, or if it really was just. The experience is that much greater. Sure. So I get, I've gotten more into Halloween just because of Colin and his age. Yeah. But we're both more so Christmas individuals than than Halloween. Uh, but as far as Disney goes, with the, you know, just the shows and the interaction and the energy of the park, um, yeah, I tend to lean towards um, not so scary Halloween. But let's talk about Mickey's very merry Christmas. Yeah. Kind of got off me. topic. Kind of talk sorry. about the other one. No, no, it's all good. It's my fault. So, this is going to take place from 7 p.m. to midnight on these select dates. So, we're talking November, December. And November 8th, 11th, 12th, 14th, 15th, 17th, 19th, 21st, the 22nd, and the 24th in November. Taking you, like, all the way up to Thanksgiving. And then, as soon as the 24th ends, I'm telling you, it's like clockwork. The next day, you're going to see Christmas decorations up, like, on the 25th. They transform like that they park. they work overnight. Oh, my gosh, yes. They do. Literally, they do. And you will see trees and garland and fake snow and the holiday music being played on. And you're going to ha- you're going to be able to partake, if you purchase a ticket, Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party on December, also in December, the 1st, the 3rd, 5th, 6th, 8th, 10th, 12th, 13th, 15th, 17th, 19th, 20th, and the 22nd. So those are after-hour events. You have to purchase a separate ticket. Correct. And what do those normally run you? Are those kind of like the same uh, after-hours? I mean, average about 100 bucks. Okay. Yeah, about $100. Do you and see it's... a lot of kids at those? I mean, it seems oh, yeah. like it's geared towards kids, but from 7 to midnight, how do you keep kids up? Oh, yeah. Late? Oh, yeah, you do. Especially okay. during the Halloween event. Mickey's uh, Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. Do the crowds I'm spin trying. out around 10 o'clock? Oh, yes, they do. On both of them. Um, I would say Very Merry Christmas thins out much sooner than Mickey's Not So Scary. Probably because I feel like you have more young kids you at do. Christmas than you would for the Halloween. Oh, well, no, I, I kind of no? feel, feel like, I don't know. I've never paid attention. Okay. But trying to think back, I think I saw more kiddos rolling around with Not So Scary versus Very Merry Christmas. But yeah, crowds thin out on both. Crowds thin out, I think, even quicker with Very Merry Christmas than anything else. So really cool hard ticket event. If you haven't done one, I encourage you to go ahead and purchase a ticket and partake in this event. It's fun. They're just really cool experiences to say that you've done it. And it's that little extra special magic that we always talk about Mm -hmm. where the cast members are giddy. They're, They're really into their characters. They are anyway, but it seems like on those nights, they're really into the characters. Yeah. Neat. That's, that's on my bucket list. One of those things I want to do. Gotta do it. Sometime. <laughs> Just win. 
Um, so the next thing I have, you know how last week we were kind of talking about um, Star Wars, the theme land, and how you'd need some sort of ticket. And we weren't yes. quite sure what they were talking about, what kind of reservations. It was all about these reservations. Over at Disneyland, there seems like there was two different policies going on with right. reservations, without reservations. Mm -hmm. So is this Disneyland or World? This is Disneyland. Okay. What do you they, got? They have kind of cleared the air with, with what they're wanting and what you're going to need. So it says... Also, they did. It, they came back with another announcement? Um, it looks like it, yeah. It says okay. only guests at Disneyland Resorts, three hotels are guaranteed entry into the Star Wars themed land. So you have to have a reservation at the resort. And then you will be given one reservation per person, regardless of the length of your stay. So if you are staying for seven days, you are not getting to that park seven times. It will be just once, no matter how long you're staying. See, they should have just published that in the beginning, right. so people didn't have any, you know, weren't questioning it. That's true. So. It would have it would have cleared things up. I just maybe they just didn't know how how many people were going to be there. I mean, they should have just expected there's going to be a ton. So of I'm people. glad they also specified because I mean, I kind of already assumed it was one of the three resorts: um, the Grand Californian, the Disneyland Resort, and Pixar uh, Pier, um, Paradise Pier. No, Pixar Pixar Pier or something. Yeah, I'm. Um, drawing a mega blank gotta look that one up anyway and that's the newer one by the way okay um i kind of already assumed that but i don't know did disney come out and actually say it had to be one of the three or I, earlier i think they said you just if you're staying at a resort yeah no this this actually says right, it which must is good be one but of the three am i crazy did i did we read last time it didn't specify it the didn't. three it just said resort didn't it yeah it was okay. it was very it was clear as mud you know, it was one of those things where, right. what exactly does this mean? So this just brought some, some clarity to it. It says ticket holders are going to be able to make an advance reservation for their visits between May, May 31st and June 23rd. There's still going to be some more details that are soon to come. So they're still okay, working out a stuff. few kinks. Um, and also, you aren't going to be able to spend your entire day there. They're going to have some sort of tracking where you get like an hour in the land. So however you want to spend it is... That stinks. Yeah, you're in, you're out. And I'm not, I'm not sure how they're going to be able to get people out, but they will have some sort of, I don't know, some sort of tracking system where they're trying to get people in, trying to get people out. So you're only going to have a limited amount of time. Um... And it does say Disneyland Resort was not able to confirm the required exit times or how long you're allowed to stay in the park. That's a good find. That's a real good find. Let's see here. I could stay. I'll stay at California well, since we're talking about them. Disney's California Adventure celebrates the official opening. We talked about this a couple weeks ago, but it was going to open up Jesse's Critter Carousel. And this what remember me talking about this? Little tiny critters that would be on a carousel. You could ride on them. I don't know if I remember that. So the rebooted attraction, it replaced King Triton's carousel on okay. Pixar Pier. So the carousel features snakes, turtles, bunnies, skunks, and other desert creatures inspired by the Toy Story films and the world of Woody's Roundup. Fun. So the characters themselves kind of reminded me of the Pixar short with that... I don't know, Jack Rabbit that was jumping up and down, hopping all over the place. No, it was not a Jack Rabbit. It was like a, a lamb or something. He yeah, sheep, sheep. Sheep. Yeah. yeah, I think a Jack Rabbit came around, right? Is that what they're called? A Jack? 
Yeah. Rabbit? Am I? Is that what? I have yeah, no idea. They are, Do they have? He's doing the ears. Is that right a now. mythical creature or is that for no, reals? I have rabbit. no ideas. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm sitting here actually having. I'm, I'm putting antlers on my head. Like, is this helping you understand what yeah. I'm trying to ears? say? They have okay. ears right here. Yeah, they have ears. There are anyway. <laughs> anyway. I just hope that's not like a derogatory term for something else. Anyway, I have no idea. Anyway, that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of the Pixar, little tiny Pixar characters in the desert scene, you know, in that scene that you see all singing along, going back and forth, back and forth. And the sheep's all happy Right, exactly. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of, so... Or, you know, like Splash Mountain, you know, the little creatures and uh, critters in Splash Mountain. This kind of carousel reminds me of that. So it's just a mini carousel. And when's that going just, up? Oh, it's it's good. So Disney's called, let's see, it's opening on, oh my gosh. Unknown date. Unknown date. You go to the next one and I'll pull it up. I think it already opened, but pull it up. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I didn't find a ton this week, um, but I do have something semi-Disney. This is less for us folk in Missouri, um, but if you are a Floridian, they have announced that Virgin Trains USA is possibly going to start a train line from South Florida that it's going to go to Orlando, and it will include a station at Walt Disney World. So you can go directly from South Florida to Disney. You're talking about, yeah, the high-speed train. That yeah. Yes, which is awesome. Or they're talking about at the airport as well. Well, the airport, I think that one's already, they got the green light. Okay. And I believe they now got the green light to actually go all the way, like actually to Disney. I don't know where their stop would be, but instead of having to find that transfer from the airport to Disney World, they're just going to take you directly there. That's going to be another stop. Which is neat because, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm obviously not from South Florida. People who are from South Florida, this is great for you. But I'm thinking Jupiter and spring training for the Cardinals. We could maybe hit up that and not have to worry about a car. True. Get the train, get the kids on the train. That'd be so much easier than driving there. Is this going down to Miami? It, it goes, yes. Okay. And I think it goes awesome. to West Palm, and that's really close to Jupiter, where the Cardinals play their okay. spring training. Have you have you ever been in a spring training game? I have. You have? A nice. couple, yeah. We had a couple teachers this uh, past spring training go down there and watch them. We, we wanted to, and we couldn't work it into our trip. Yeah. Um, what was going to tell you? So, oh yeah, so talk about this train from the airport to Disney World. Mm-hmm. Would you take it? I have some questions about it. I don't know how, like... When you finally reach your destination, how does the luggage get from oh, no, you know, I the would train still, stop and where you're supposed to be at the resort? I would still definitely do the Walt Disney Express. There's the, that's that's the way to go right there. Um, but this, wouldn't you want to try the high speed train? Yeah, the train over Magical Express sometime. Uh, It'd be kind of cool. It's a train. Yeah. It'd be cool if they themed that train specifically towards um, the train in the Magic Kingdom and at Disneyland. How cool would that be? That would be neat. I just, I feel like that's probably one of those things that only has certain times and you have to arrive at a certain time where the Walt Disney Express is just kind of come and go every 30 minutes, get in line, get on. It just seems a lot easier where this is also going to have one stop. Everybody has to get off the train at this one stop and then find their way to their hotel. So I don't think it would be convenient to go from the hotel to the the train station like those two but if you were staying or wanting to go to another place in southern florida it would be handy 
for those might be a cool can... option too as far as trying to catch your flight out too that may be a quicker option yeah maybe not to Walt Disney World but coming from Disney World to the airport that may be a quick option or Who on knows? your off day going to the beach because this will right. take you some to some of the different uh, beaches I think I've read somewhere maybe even saying that it could take you to Tampa so you could nice. hop on the train go to Tampa again you don't have to worry about renting a car you could just go there maybe take an uber from the train station to the beach but i know a lot of families like to go one of their days is a beach day so yeah sure i mean we well, have you have tampa there mm-hmm. on the west side and daytona on the east side yeah um that'd be kind of cool if it crisscrossed and went down south as well Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach. So lots of different stops and lots of options there. So Jesse's Critter uh, Carousel, right? Is that what we're calling it? Yes. I think so. Yep. You find out the It's already opened. It's already okay. going on. So old news. Let's see here. CEO Bob Iger and the cast of Avengers in-game celebrate $5 million donation to Children's Hospital. This happened a couple days ago, actually. So the cast of Avengers in-game. They visited uh, Children's Hospital, and let's see here, visited Disney California Adventure to celebrate the launch, excuse me, of Avengers Universe Unites. It's a new charity event that supports Disney Team of Heroes, and through Disney Team of Heroes, the Walt Disney Company delivers comfort and inspiration, it's saying, to seriously ill children. Disney's CEO, Bob Iger, was joined by Robert Downey Jr. and all of the cast, to announce a $5 million donation to nonprofits that support children with critical illness. Of that, $1 million will go to the Starlight Children's Foundation. In addition, the Lego Group, Hasbro, Funko, and Amazon have teamed up to send more than $4 million of Avenger toys and other products to children's hospitals around the country. Plus, can't forget Give Kids the World, which provides vacations to Central Florida for children with critical illnesses and their family. So this is what Iger had to say during the presentation. This is what he said straight from straight from Iger himself. The superheroes, right. The superheroes and Avengers personify traits like courage, perseverance, bravery, and hope. The same traits, the same traits countless kids and their families and children's hospitals exhibit every day. We are grateful to have the Avengers cast take time out of their day to be part of this effort to lift spirits and bring comfort to children during a difficult time. I love that. That's a that's a heartwarming. Story. And it's really cool that it came from the Avengers, right? Like these heroes come in and they're taking care of things and they, they donate the, the money. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty 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 neat. Um. Well, that's hard to top because those are those are happy go lucky feel good stories. What do you got? What do you got? A Debbie um, Downer here? No, no, not a Debbie Downer. Just a. After that, it's like, wah, wah. What do you do, the right? Tasting sampler. All right, we're done. Drop like, the mic. Yeah. Show's over. Here we go. For some people, they turned it off, turned us off a long time ago. No. Oh. <laughs> well, they didn't hear you say that. <laughs> um, we've got a tasting sampler that's returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom this spring. Um, and there is a digital value, or digital value cards are on sale now for this tasting sampler. Um, have you ever done anything like a tasting sampler? I know you've. No, I, I have, like Costco, picky. like go up and grab your <laughs> drink of root beer or Fitz or grab your eat of whatever. No, I don't know. What do you mean sampler? So you're going to have a digital value card where you're able to enjoy a day of food and beverages as you taste your way around the parks, carts, kiosks, and, and after 5 and after well, sure. p.m. a quick serve restaurant. It's called the Food and Wine Festival. I've 
Yeah, definitely have done that. But with the card, like a, no, not got, with, like just boom. No, I've, I've got not the with the card. So I guess is it just you show them the card and then you get whatever. I, sounds like a snack card to me. Like here's your card. Here are your snack kiosks. Go ahead and you have yeah, but ten this snacks. Is special, so you have to get this too. <laughs> is that what this is? No. Is it? So it's a it's a sampler. It's going to cost you fifty dollars, and it includes two digital value cards. One fifty dollar card that can be used at over forty outdoor food and beverage locations throughout the park. Ooh try and get to all 40 man but it doesn't expire so i guess if you had a long stay you could just continue to use this card so for 50 bucks that's not bad at all but i wonder what's the value when you spend when you spend the like the, the whatever values that loaded onto the card is it a 50 dollar value that's loaded onto the card or does fifty dollars get you x amount of points to use oh. at different kiosks because you know like a snack credit is why wouldn't you just pay for it out of pocket well that's what some people say about the dining plan as well why don't you just pay out of pocket but the dining plan can end up paying off if you buy a higher price if item if you're smart about it yeah so i wonder if this card is set up the same way will it give you the is, is there a benefit to it right can i can i go put fifty dollars on this card and get a nine dollar snack yeah good question i have no idea and i don't know how many snacks you could then get with because for someone who's going for like a day so, that would be worth it right i'm looking at some of these different i mean they even have some pictures and now i'm getting hungry and i wish I, they didn't have pictures because so what are they showing pictures like, of what what items um flatbread pizzas little um hamburgers ice cream sundaes they've got fried okay so chicken this, and dumplings. this is different than like a snack kiosk yeah They've got some yummy looking stuff here. So like the flatbread, they have that at Pinocchio Haas Village. Mm-hmm. They're in the Magic Kingdom. So like that's like a, that's a quick serve meal. So maybe these are like quick serve Chili snacks? cheese dog with corn chip pie or chili cheese dog, corn chip pie, churros, beer. You can use, you can get any of these things. A beer churro? Or, or beer. These are just all options at the dino. <laughs> A beer churro. Yeah, that's a new thing, right? Beer-flavored churros. Don't give it to your children. So. I don't know how it works, though. Now you've got me questioning. Like, is it? do I just put $50 on a card and I have $50 to spend? Or do I have a certain amount of points? Or does this card give me access to all of them and I can get a snack from everyone? Because if that's the case, then that is well worth it. Right. I mean... You're going to fill up. There's yeah. a lot of options there. But I just can't imagine. That just seems way too cheap. And I'm cheap. <laughs> so. We both are. Right. Definitely. All right, let's see here. You've talked about the Virgin Trains. Uh, opening up in Orlando Airport. Oh, we talked about Bo Peep at all. Did we, we talk about her last week? Ah, Bo Peep. She's going to be there to meet and greet. That sounds cute, right? Oh, Bo Peep, yeah. meet and greet. Coming to Disneyland and Walt Disney World this summer. Disney just announced this last week, so this came last week, I think, after we recorded, actually. Yep. I think it was just a day or two after. So guests will be able to meet Bo Peep at Pixar Pier at Disney's California Adventure Park and Toy Story Land at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Two different places. Bo Peep, I'm curious as to how they do her costume. Surely they're going to make her look porcelain somehow. Mm, at face, least Lots of face paint. At least the face. Yeah. you got to make the face look porcelain, but... My next thought is, 
which you gotta make the face porcelain, right? You're not gonna, mm -hmm. you're not going to dress someone up in Bo Peep clothes, and they look like a human being. They're gonna look like a toy, or you know, or, or a porcelain doll. Do you think it's gonna be a mask, or do you think just really good makeup? Like, I think it's gonna be a mask of some sort, hmm. or like a fiberglass, like mask, right? That goes around the whole head. I don't know. I think that looks in my head. That looks creepy. The fiberglass mask might. Right. Scary. That would be very scary. But then my next question or next thought would be then the arms and the legs would look too human like. Like sort of like um who's a good example of this? Oh, I honestly I think the Incredibles are a great example of this. They look freaky. I that's one outfit I feel like Disney got wrong or I should mm -hmm. say character. You have this perfect animated looking head of the Incredibles, right? Mm -hmm. But then the body, I mean, yeah, it has the you know the foam for the muscles and stuff like that, but it doesn't look cartoony. It looks human. Also, um, I haven't seen them. I know I really want to see it. Olaf, you have the snowman, but then yet the legs and arms, or not the legs, excuse me, I, I should say the arms, are t totally look human to me. You know, so it kind of just throws off the whole flow or vibe hmm. of the character itself. I mean, it would be hard to do otherwise, unless they just put their arms inside the costume and have two little sticks that they have to poke right. out and control it. Right. There should be no autographs there. Right. But, but they, interesting. You know, Disney did a great job with the army figures. Yeah. You know, I think they kind of look, they look plasticky. But the army figures do have a human-like body. You're right. Yeah, they do. But so does Bo Peep. But she's a porcelain doll. Yeah. Are they going to fiberglass her? See, these are the thoughts going through my head. How are they going to make her look? Now, I mean, at first, I just, all right, there's going to paint her face, and now you have me over here. Like, I don't want her arms and legs to look like they have tights on her arms and legs, like some of these characters, where it looks human. I want it to look like it came out of the Pixar universe. Like it's plastic, huh? Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking way... I, I am, actually. Thinking way too deep into and this. And now you made me think way too deep yeah, into see, it see, well. I'm a Diz nerd. <laughs> and have no... Yeah. Have too much time on my hands. What do you have? Um, that's actually all I have right now. Okay. Did what you hear, else do you have? Did you hear about the crown collection? Did no. we talk about this last week? Did you bring no. this up? I have a feeling you brought this up. Crowns? Yeah, I guess... Well, here we go. It's a package. Guests looking to enhance their next Disney vacation... Uh, you can buy into this crown collection by Disney that will bring together a suite of upscale experiences and personalized services tailored to guests wishing to make their most extravagant Disney dreams come true. So this kind of, I think of the, the weddings, right? We talked about mm -hmm. this, how they can cost tens and tens of thousands of dollars oh, yeah. over a hundred. There was one we, we saw a package okay. later on that was 200 something thousand. Um, so this collection of offerings will make it easier for guests to explore the most exclusive Walt Disney World experiences. Here, the Crown Collection by Disney includes here's the VI, includes VIP tour services, which is really cool. I would love to take a VIP tour sometime. Right. Led by it says highly trained VIP tour guides. Ooh la la! These tour guides include door to door pickup. So it's kind of they actually come Every to your resort. Every time you say a thing, like in my mind, I go cha ching. Cha -ching. Oh yeah. So am I paying an extra $6 yeah. for this human being to come to my door? 
Um, so it includes door-to-door pickups. So they'll come meet you at your actual door at your resort. Pick you up, uh, access to favorite attractions, planning assistance, and, and you get to go right on in, by the way. Uh, all at all restaurants, as well as special viewing for parades, live stage, sh- stage shows, and select nighttime spectaculars. The Disney also you also receive excuse me I can't speak the Disney signature services. Guests with confirmed reservations for a club level room or suite. At, Walt Di- or at select Walt Disney World Resort hotels have access to their own dedicated Disney Signature Services planner who can assist with vacation planning. So now Disney is has planners, Disney vacation planners. Man. And you'll be able to get some spa treatments, chef table experiences, upscale resorts, unique celebration events, and it goes on to say like there's more, but it doesn't label it. But here you go. Here's another package for what do we call these people that make tons of money that have lots of money besides rich people one percent are they called one percenters is that what is that what they're tagged one percenters maybe i I have no idea i just anyway look at them and go oh i'm jealous of you (laughs) how crazy right like what would you if you had money would you do this i mean i'm thinking if i had the money i probably would see and i probably wouldn't you wouldn't why not no i don't i think i would I've always said I think I would still live a little bit frivolous, like a li- not. I wouldn't be totally frivolous with my money; just kind of throw it all away. I would, I would still be my budget bargain shopper, but I would just get more. So I just looked up one percenter, and it is a it's, it's a, a thing. It's a member. Uh, it's a thing. A member of the top one percent of the population worldwide, with wealth and an ability. It says. Yeah, especially in society and, they, and they high wealth. they can do things like that. So, yeah, so they just really should rename this from, like, you know, what they name this, the Crown, what they name this, the Crown Collection by Disney. Although that does sound pretty regal and pretty it, rich. Prestigious. Yeah. Yeah, noble. I'm a, I'm a member of the, the Crown. The Crown Collection. Yes. We're going to go to the Rosen Crown <laughs> and have a drink. Uh, speaking of... After we get out of Clip 33. <laughs> right? you know, they, sh- they should just call this the 1% Club. Yeah. And forget just, the 30, Club 33. Call this Club 1. This? I mean, it would be really, really neat. Call this Club 1. I want to I wanna know how much that costs. Yeah, there was no price tag. Yeah, no. There's... So when there isn't a price tag, mm-hmm. you know not to order that, right? Right. On the menu? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's they, there's not enough numbers that can fit on the page. Yeah. Kind of thing. You have a Droid device over there. I do. So did you notice your MDE updated overnight the other day? Yeah. Yeah, totally updated. New features on that thing, which okay. is awesome. We've been waiting for this. I haven't played around with it yet. Yeah, the Disney the Parks features? app has been so play Disney Parks app now available on Android devices. I noticed this the other day when I woke up. I'm like, oh, this is cool. So you can join and playing at the. While you're in line. It says the... So, let me get here to the article. So, this came out last year in June for, like, Apple devices and stuff. Because I remember talking about this. I'm like, my phone never updated. I, I don't know what they're talking about. So, maybe it was because you have an Android as well. I have a Droid. Yeah. There so, we go. the Play Disney Parks app offers users music that can be heard in the Disney theme parks from Main Street USA at Disneyland Park to the soundtrack of Future World Epcot. 
This music has been available on the Disney Parks playlist within the Apple Music app, and they are now available on Android devices. Android users can download the Apple Music app. I'll have to do that through Google Play. Additionally, new users can sign up for a free three, or excuse me, a free three-month trial. And those already subscribed to Apple Music can simply add their favorite Disney playlist to their existing libraries. The Disney Parks app also has more than 35 unique playlists available featuring music from Happily Ever After, The Magic Kingdom. It also says, well, the Pixar Pier playlist from Disney California Park Music okay, is for like from your favorite Pixar films. Here's my thing. So I guess you have to pay for this, so you have free three months. If this is just music, I mean, isn't that what YouTube's for? I I could YouTube all that music. And furthermore, you can download that YouTube music for free and have it on your phone for free. So go with Nick and uh, save some money with his advice. I wonder if there are some perks, though, too. I'm going to have to look into this. I want you guys, too. I want to encourage our listeners. Check this out. And if you're already an Apple user, let us know what the perks are to this function now on our phones and text us 407-674-0414 if it's more than just music let me know i'm kind of curious after this i'm gonna have to look into it though after we record all right we have walt disney world costume performers threatening to leave teamsters union i love a good union story by the way oh yes you do according to a report the wofl fox 35 Several hundred Walt Disney World cast members are threatening to leave their union, Teamsters, the local 385. Costume character performers are citing horrible representation and more than 600 of them have signed a petition saying that they would like to leave the union. Steven Davidson, a union member, says that of of the Teamsters, I feel abandoned down here like Florida doesn't even matter. Orlando doesn't matter, according to this person's opinion. Adding, they went on to say that I feel that our local union has given Disney everything they want and allowing them to push these members around. And they've been doing it for quite some time. I mean, when Disney tells your local union that these people are no longer going to be members, that they have to leave their jobs, why would you want to be in that local? Complaints center around alleged poor ethics and a lack of representation by union leaders. Teamsters President James Hoffa Jr. traveled to Orlando last weekend to hold a hearing regarding the matter. Davidson says that it was um, for the leaders to finally address their issues. So it was vindication for the leaders to finally address their issues. He's hopeful that change will be coming soon. He also went on to say, I would love to see them step in place our local under trusteeship and get it cleaned up and one day hold a fair election for the members and they can get someone they can be proud of to run this great local so far disney is standing by the collective bargaining agreement that took place with the union represent uh, representatives at the teamsters corporate office would not comment on what they called ongoing procedures and the local office did not respond to uh, Fox 35 that put this out there. Wow, so when was that article? So this was just published, but they've been having some issues with the union for quite some time. There's always a good union story out there. You know, let it be that the union feels they need to, you know, 
deserve more money or not being tra treated fairly. There's always something going on. So it sounds like from some of these members there in Orlando that work for Disney that they feel like that they've been abandoned and don't have a voice, I can only assume. So sad. Anyway, hope, hopefully that uh, gets fixed pretty quickly. Next on our list that I wanted to go ahead and talk about is Woody's Roundup Barbecue that's coming to Disney's Contemporary Resort on July 4th. Sheriff Woody and his toys from Toy Story Pal, his Toy Story Pals are heading to Disney's Contemporary Resort to put on a put on a shindig that will feature games, crafts, and barbecue goodness. I love me some barbecue stuff. I know. I did see this, and I love barbecue as well, so that's why it caught my eye. The holiday... Do you really? Awesome. I do. The holiday weekend celebration. See, you're not scared. No. Will nope. be offered <laughs> nightly from July 4th through the 6th from 6 p.m. 6.15 p.m. to 9.15 p.m. And you're going to be able to meet Woody, Jesse, Bullseye, and Buzz Lightyear will also be on hand. That will be dancing around as Mr. Microphone plays some of Woody's favorite tunes. Sarge will be greeting guests as they arrive. And let's see here. Playtime activities include. We're going to have some playtime activities here stuff. For the kids. Trick roping demonstrations. Camp style carnival games. And Toy Story craft stations. Along with eating some barbecue. Now, I, I think the reason I didn't that I, I stopped researching anymore is because I did see the price point on this one. It's oh, little, how much was it? It's not on your article? No. Oh, goodness. I don't remember. I was going to... Oh. I was going to... I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Oh, we're talking like 50 bucks or something like oh, this or no. more? No. 80? It, was, it was definitely more. I okay. Will, I'll look that up. So right you keep now. looking that up and I have one more thing to bring up here. Disney Photo Pass Service adds on on-ride photos to Haunted Mansion at Walt Disney World. It is about time. So Haunted Mansion is the 13th attraction to offer the photo capture opportunity at Walt Disney World and is joining over 100 locations where Disney Photo Pass service captures guest memories. So this is really cool. All guests must be wearing a magic band that is linked to the Disney account in order to preview, obviously, we all know this, to preview, purchase, or download the photo. So in celebration of the launch of their 13th attraction to offer the on-ride photo capture at Walt Disney World, Disney Parks will be offering a few special opportunities around the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom Park on April 13th. So that is just around the corner in three days. So go ahead and check it out if you're out there or plan on being out there. This is really cool. I'm glad that the Haunted Mansion is finally offering something that will capture. I wish more rides would do that, by the way, because I don't usually hang around PhotoPass when they're walking around, and I, the only pictures I typically see are the ones where I'm on the ride, and it's kind of it's kind of cool to see what you look like. Now I'm not into buying them or anything, but downloading a digital copy and having it in your phone that's kind of cool. Oh, we did what everybody else was doing. You run up to the screen after and take a picture and of take it. Take a picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what price point do you have on this? I still don't have it. I'm still looking. So we'll have to do that maybe after. Too much money. After uh, rumors. I wonder I if it's part of Club One Percent. You know, yeah. it's part of that package. Well, it's probably the Crown Club. Club Five Percent maybe could do it. The it wasn't. Thing. It wasn't awful, but it was, was like, nope, not happening for us. I wonder if they're going to get a, a free pin, too, a 1% pin if you partake in this, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, here you go. Special. It's here gold. Go. Or no, it's platinum. <laughs> it's platinum. All right, so we hear the music. It is about time. It's time for rumors. I hear it, so here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are you ready? Here we go. All right, so this is what I got. This is just hot off the press. The you know the internet doesn't lie, right? <laughs> Never. No, not at all. Wikipedia never lies to you. 
A new attraction may not open prior to Star Wars Galaxy Edge due to technical challenges, according to WDWMagic.com. So they're saying that the ride, because I think, which one is up and running? Smuggler's Run, is that the one that's going to be up and running, Star Wars Galaxy Edge? Apparently that. Apparently the other one is, is not going to be up and running at all because they are having technical issues with that ride. Now I think... I personally think they're kind of, maybe some technical issues, but maybe it's a little like, oh, we're going to take a little longer to open this because then they get two openings. And, and furthermore, there's technical issues. There's rumors. So this is all rumor, guys. Okay, and girls, uh, listeners, this is rumors. Sorry, I didn't mean to call them like they're my children or something, like they're my classroom. All right, guys, I, listen I, up. I apologize. Listen up. I know, right? Nick's going to get his teacher voice out. Listeners. Oh, dude, I try. They, they know me. I'm a big teddy bear. <laughs> anyway. I'm like Lotto without the anger. So there's another rumor out there too, floating around that Mickey's uh, Railroad, uh, Railway, Railroad, Runaway Railroad, whatever they're calling it there at it's the Chinese so hard Theater. To say. I know, right? I can't even get it out. That that's also going to be delayed and not going to be open for the Star Wars mm-hmm. um, Galaxy Edge release as well, and that it could be into early 2020 before that's even going to be opened up because they're also having technical difficulties now both of these are just rumors those are the only two rumors i have both of them happen to be about technical challenges that they're having with rides so what's going on disney if this is true what's going on get it together yeah um the only rumor i had and i don't know if we touched on this already uh ducktales world showcase did we did we touch on that earlier oh yeah taking over for um We'd heard rumor of this before. Is it confirmed or is it still still floating out there? Um, DuckTales taking over for, what was it? After seven years of Agent P's World Showcase Adventure. Epcot might be replacing it with something similar. It'll have those interactive games. Um, Good old Huey, Dewey, and Louie. So it's still going to take you on missions that might direct you towards the pavilions. Um, But they are saying that this might be a, a change. There's no further details besides the idea that it might change. That's about it. Okay. All right. Do you have anything else? Well, I did get the price. What do you got? Oh, okay. The price. Are you ready? Okay. What is the price for? $149. What? I know. That's why I told you it turned me away. $50. Okay. $149. No, thank you. And children that are three to nine are still $100. $99. I just rounded it up for you. Still 99 bucks. This better be some darn good barbecue. That's all I'm saying. It better it better melt I in my mouth. I think it's because it's interactive as well, um, and it's a three-hour event. I don't know if it's going if you're there the whole three hours or if it's just the window. But it says from 6:15 to 9:15. I mean, I better be able to keep going up there to get more barbecue and eat as much as I want. I'm gonna be so full. And it better not be like I'm sorry, We're southern out. barbecue. It better not be like this vinegar-based. Bar- barbecue stuff going on, on dude. Barbecue. You gotta do it. You gotta do it right. You gotta do it the Midwest style. I'm talking St. Louis, Kansas City. For all my fans out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll take barbecue in any form. Oh I man, love it all. have you had Southern barbecue before? I have. I have. In the military, we travel everywhere, you know, and I've had yeah. barbecue around the world. And I will say, around the world, like barbecue is just different, it right? Is. It, it, it's different. Some think it's just grilling the food on a grill and that's barbecue in other countries some feel that it's more sauce than anything else 
um, down south, they, they based it with this like vinegar-based yeah. mustard-type sauce and overcook the food. Like they overcook the meat and try to hide it with this like vinegar-based sauce. <laughs> And it's like now eating beef. Taste it. It's like beef jerky in a glass of vinegar. Maybe that's. I do like beef jerky, so maybe that's why I don't mind it. Anyway, all right. Anyway, 150, 150 that's bucks. Crazy. All right, and that's all I have as far as rumors. You don't have anything, right? Nope. On to history. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and take you back. Here we go. We're traveling backwards in time. Right now, we're leaving the world of today behind. So if your imagination is ready. Here we go. Okay, so this day in history, back in 1927, Walt Disney delivers the first Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoon. It's called Poor Papa. Have I haven't you, known. Do you know? Do you even know who Oswald Oswald the Lucky Rabbit is? Um, I'm putting you on the spot, dude. I I have heard of that. That's one. That sounds familiar to me, but so, no. It, okay, so it was it was Walt Disney's first animated character that he created was Oswald the Lucky Rabbit that he put out there. It was I, so it was I guess the first distributed I should say Oswald or excuse me the first distributed character. So Charles Mintz, he was in New York. He was the distributor for a bunch of cartoons, right? Uh-huh. And he made a deal with Disney back then. The distributor owned the rights to the characters that's just how it played out back in the day so when walt signed an agreement that he would distribute or when charles mintz would distribute uh walt disney's cartoon oswald then in turn charles basically i mean he didn't basically he owned oswald the lucky rabbit okay so that's then where i heard it because i there was like a walt disney documentary on netflix yeah, that I yeah. watched. So Man that's behind why the myth, it I sounds... So he lost to Oswald. Men's got to keep him. And it wasn't until... So this day in history, that's when Yeah, it wasn't until a little while ago that Disney actually got, gained the rights back. And now you see Oswald like a California adventure walking around and stuff. Oh, neat. So yeah, he was his first uh, animated character that was distributed in the you know cartoons and big time up in New York. Now, so Charles Mintz, you, you know what character in Up... Uh, the the other old man that was the adventurous guy that went around trying to hunt birds like Kevin. Okay. The evil character that had all the dogs. Uh, I, I've watched up once. Okay. So all I remember is the sweet old man. That's supposed to be Charles Mintz, the the mean guy that really? took. Really. Yeah, that obviously took Disney's Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. He had no hard feelings, right? <laughs> who? <laughs> Disney. There's no hard. Oh my! Feelings oh no! There. He was peeved, man. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like it's in it's in up. In 1942, so this day, back in history, 1942, Disney's Donald Duck short, Donald's Snow Fight, so it's a short cartoon, mm-hmm. Donald's Snow Fight, uh, aired this day in 1942. I don't know if you've seen this one. It's where Donald comes out into the snow. He's in a parka that's like 10 times bigger than he is, hangs on a bell, or hangs on a tree, and it looks like it's a bell. Uh, make it, you know, have you never seen it? Okay. Uh, nope. All right. Huey, Dewey, and Louie are down there making fun of them, trying to get trying to get Uncle Donald to, to sled down this hill it's that not- they've covered a rock up with snow. Donald mm. goes down, hits the rock, and then it's all on from there. They create their snow forts. They start throwing snowballs at each other. It's a really cool cartoon. It's a, those, those silly look it up. Huey it's awesome. It's on YouTube. Show okay. it to my kids all the time. Well, during the holidays or during winter time. 
Gotcha. We have a few other really cool ones. I'm going to skip down to some really neat ones here. Back in, yeah, uh, well, back in 1994 at Epcot, the Stargate Fast Food Facility opened. Let's see here. Um, excuse me, it closes, not opens, it closes. We know that opened up in 82, but it closed on uh, this date in history back in 1994. Here we go. 2001. The official groundbreaking ceremony for Walt Disney's original Laugh-O-Gram Studio building in downtown Kansas City takes place. So, you know, Disney was born in Chicago, mm-hmm. raised in Marceline, Missouri, and Kansas City. Yep. He uh, obviously created a lot of cartoons out of Kansas City and worked for a paper developing comics and things like that. But back in 2001, official groundbreaking for the Laugh-O-Gram Studio building in downtown Kansas City takes place. Have you been there? I have not been there. It's a two-story brick building, it says, located at 31st and Forest Streets. i got to go ahead and check that out sometime. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what they have in Put there. Put it on our to-do list. We really, we really need to. I'll, I would love to do that. Uh, let's see here. Back This day in history, back in 2006... Building a Thrill Ride, Expedition Everest airs on the Science Channel. The special gives a behind-the-scenes look at Animal Kingdom's newest attraction, Expedition Everest. And fun ride. On this very fun ride. I thought I'd be pretty scared about going backwards because I don't go backwards. I don't like doing that. I didn't even or know in it the went dark. backwards. I had no oh, idea really? until I was on it. And then I was like, oh, oh, this is happening. It's going to yeah, go backwards. And then it happens. Yeah. I think it's like seven or eight seconds. That yeah. you're at a standstill and then it goes mm-hmm. down, pulls Keith you down. and I were talking about that just this weekend, about how we were clueless. It's an awesome, it's an awesome roller coaster. It's like one of my favorites. Very cool. It is one of my favorites. I shouldn't say one of my, it is. But this day in history, in 2008, the second uh, new Mark 7 Monorail Blue is delivered to Disneyland for all of our folks out in Disneyland. And back this day in history, I'll finish it up with this one. This day in history, no, I'm going to finish it up. After this one, yes, because there's another one I want to mention. 2012, it is announced that Disney will join an initiative to develop China's animation industry. Pretty cool that we have relations with China as far as animation goes. And then this day in history, back in 2014, the 50th anniversary of It's a Small World is celebrated when hundreds of voices from Disneyland Resort in California, Walt Disney Resort in Florida, Tokyo Disney Resort in Japan, Disneyland Paris in France, and Hong Kong Disneyland Resort sing the unforgettable theme song of the happiest cruise that ever sailed the seven seas. How cool is that? Really, really neat. And that's all I have for this day in history. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Uh, that's all I got, Stephanie. I do want to thank our listeners for listening. I want to thank, uh, we have Tim out in the UK who listens to our show all the time. He's been texting in lately, and I just want to say thanks so much, Tim, for continuing to listen to our show. And we've had a lot of um, uh, downloads from Israel lately, which I thought was was kind of odd. I just have to throw them out there as well. So thanks, Israel, for for listening to our show as well. We really do appreciate it. And that's all I have. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, have a question or comment, or simply want a free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us and simply text us 407-674-0414 or go ahead and email us mousecapadespodcast.gmail.com or travel mousecapadespodcast.net. Don't forget to follow me on all of our social media accounts. You can follow me mousecapades underscore Nick for Instagram, the mousecapades podcast for our Facebook users. Don't forget to place the in front of mousecapades. And our Twitter account is mousecapadespod. 
So that will do it. That's it. Peace. And love. Have a magical day, my friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day. Perfect. Perfect.